What up, everybody? It's Tommy Runs. This is the Run, Eat, Sleep show, episode number 61. Uh, thanks so much for all of you that have been tuning into this show. I love you guys. Thanks so much for allowing me to continue to interview these great people and share these journeys and share some of my story and mostly their story with you. Um, today, we have Sam Parsons from Tin Man Elite. Uh, you've seen him all over YouTube. You've seen him all over Instagram. Uh, the man with the master plan. And the man that puts out fire, dope content with Adidas. Uh, Tin Man Elite, Sam Parsons. Uh, Today, this episode was really cool because Sam is a distance runner. Uh, Sam has is a creative director for Tin Man Elite. But a lot of, a lot of this, we kind of honed in more on the mindfulness side of this. We talked about his career. We talked about his running journey. But it ended up a lot of it in, based and rooted in mindfulness in his journey uh, to get aligned with who he is as a person and uh, bring it to a different level of of elevation, you know, so to speak. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. I surely did. I left this episode feeling like I could go do like some Zen namaste vibe really quick, but hopefully you enjoyed it as well. And you can use some of this in your day-to-day lives and also in your running journeys as well. Um, make sure you like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Check out this episode. Hope you enjoy it. time I had uh, Dante August on the show and we couldn't get him on for some reason it kept going back and forth Paul Chalimo yeah, the black screens were just going back and forth yeah Paul Ch- yeah Paul Chalimo just like jumped on and I lost him too <laughs> it was it was insane it was ridiculous uh, well Sam thank you so much for for spending the time to jump on the show you can hear me good right yeah okay sure. sweet sweet so um, yeah yeah I can hear you just 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 good yeah, so I just want to say thanks, number one, for coming on the show, taking your time. Um, I'm assuming you're probably getting a double in later on today. Yeah, I just finished my lift, and then I'm going to go to the pool whenever I wrap up with you, so okay. chop it up. All right, oh, yeah, yeah, we got to talk about that. So, like, you're, you're lifting, hitting the pool, all that stuff. We might as well just jump right in. Forget all this stuff that I had going on here. Let's Like, what's your what's your training looking like right now? Yeah, so I'm coming back from a soleus tear that happened in June at German Nationals, and I got some PRP done after the race. It's like plasma-rich injection. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like injecting your own blood back into like the injured part of your body, so it's this crazy big needle. Um, so that was fun, and luckily that helped a ton, and I'm back running now. Um, I'm running like every other day for an hour. Yeah. Um, Coach Hunter has me on a pretty strict comeback to run protocol. Like, I feel like I definitely want to start working out and jumping back into it, but yeah. we're really being smart about it and making sure that we kind of check every single box with everything going on in my body before I really dive back into it and get after this comeback year for 2022. That's- but uh, other than that, just doing a ton of lifting to get stronger and like rebuilding. I think like anyone that's gone through any sort of injury, like the best thing to do is just dial in on any weakness. So like glutes, hamstrings, everything yeah. that might have held me back in a race before, like I'm dialing in on that so I can, you know, be a whole new beast when I come back on, like, the track. Yeah, so talk to me about, I mean, because I had one of, my, one of my things on here was, you know, overcoming injury because you have, like, kind of time and time again come back strong. How do you, um, like, what's your, so now that you're, you're working on your comeback right now, 
what things would you change, like maybe going forward? Um, that because a lot of us get hurt and then we or feel something and then we jump into like doing all the stuff we were supposed to do, and then we kind of maybe lose sight of that because we get back to running. And we're kind of we take it for granted. What what are you going to do different, or what should we do different next time when we get hurt and move on? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, like I think like a big thing that's going on with like a lot of people um, is like the super shoe generation and like getting mm-hmm. used to that technology. Um, like I know like that was something that I think I saw like just like a slew of the same injuries, like the same one I had. And I think like, I mean, not going to pinpoint like one thing. It's obviously a combination yeah, of a ton yeah. of stress putting on your body. Yeah. Um, but I think just like dialing in on like the little strengths that like those super shoes like tend to take away. Mm. Um, like that stress is still going somewhere in your body. And a lot of the times that ends up like in your soles and calf because those are the things that used to get really sore in the dead shoes if you will you know and now with super shoes like that's something that kind of like takes calves out of the picture and you just use your even stronger muscles like your glutes and your hamstrings so like figuring out how i can really get those activated even though that they might be like shut off when i wear those shoes because everyone has to get used to the new technology um but along with that i just think that like being really consistent with um i'm like a very passionate person and like i very tend to like dive into something and then end up like teetering off with something so like these exercises i'm doing now like i talked to this like uh, achilles specialist doctor and she was like look sam like this isn't like a one two month like fix this is like a whole year thing so like, you gotta do these exercises every single morning and that's something where it's not like this six weeks where you have to like, yeah, yeah. do this exercise and then you're straight you know so just being like a true professional about it and like dialing in on those exercises day in day out to like be sure my body's good even come next year hopefully when i'm at the world championships and doing all like the things that i dream of doing this next year yeah um i'm gonna be doing those exercises morning of the freaking yeah. race you know because i'm not letting anything happen again and yeah. if something does happen again like i know that um i got even stronger and i learned more about myself along that way yeah, I mean, because it's just so easy, though, like, to, like, do what you're supposed to do right now, and then next thing you know, you're running good again, you're with your friends, it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, no doubt. who, yeah, who you does... you just want to jump out the door and just keep going. Yeah, yeah. yeah who, does, who does workouts or exercises before a run, you know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about that with the super shoes, I mean, because you're not, you're, you're certain parts that would have been sore before that you pay more attention to and make sure that they're relaxed, um, you don't have to, I guess, in some cases, and then that just leads up the chain, right? And then next thing you know, you're you're hurting something that you never even thought was gonna would be possible. Um, For sure. Yeah. So, but going back to to you as a runner, though, like when did you know, born in Wilmington, Delaware? When did running become like a thing for you? Like when did you start the whole journey? Yeah, I mean, it was just like I think a lot of runners, just like through soccer and swimming, um, just like through other sports and other outlets. Like I did everything. Like, I played lacrosse, like all sorts of stuff, and um, I just like. I, like my sister was an amazing runner and like she went to NXN and all that crazy stuff in high school and I got to like watch her and follow in her footsteps and um, I had like I was lucky enough at an early age to have a coach that was like just a big dreamer and was able to like just pull me aside and like instill all this like type of like dreaming mentality and that's like what I always am preaching to other people is like man you got to set goals like dream you got to challenge yourself like if you are someone that is a dreamer or a goal setter like get out there and like challenge other people to also do that so like that's something i'm always trying to do is like figure out like um like how can i inspire someone to be like i'm gonna go set some goals and i'm gonna like go chase them like i'm not just gonna um is that for me at least like that's just getting me out the door every day Mm -hmm. like that's just getting me in the gym like 
you know, PM, like after dinner when, you know, whatever's going on, like had a long day, like I'm still getting that doubling or whatever it may be is, is like going back to those goals. So, um, yeah, just got into it through my sister. Really. I gave her the props there. <laughs> and when did, when did you realize that like, Hey, I'm, I'm competitive and I'm pretty fast, you know, like, cause was that like middle school ish or later? Uh, I had like a huge growth spurt, like my junior year of high school. Like mm-hmm. I was like five foot nothing. Like if you like dive deep enough on my Instagram, like I posted this pretty hilarious picture of me looking up at this kid and like, like it's funny like people think it's like some like six five kid you know what i mean it's like no i was like five foot nothing and this kid's just like a normal size like high school kid you know and i'm like looking up at him trying to like outkick him at the end of this race Uh, and it was like my freshman year so like i was definitely a late bloomer like i had zero aspirations to like run in college or run professionally or do any of that stuff you know like running just became an outlet for me to like be the big man you know what i mean Mm -hmm. when i was like the little guy yeah. So like, uh, it was super empowering. Like running is for a ton of people. So, just like, um, yeah, my junior year, I just like grew a ton. I like went through like a heartbreaking loss in the family, and that just like really just made me grow up real quick. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Lo- yeah, loss. Um, yeah, loss makes it makes you dig deeper, and a lot of times it pushes you in a really cool direction i mean it sucks at the time for sure but if you're able to tap into it um you know loss can be very inspiring in ways you know um yeah no doubt it definitely takes time to learn how to like channel it properly you know yeah because i like definitely gave it up for like a good bit afterwards i was like man like life is stupid like if it can just like be gone just like that you know yeah um but uh figuring out and being like man like the last thing they'd want is to see you depressed to like see you like in like a bad place and they would want I know like he's looking down and like being like like I yeah. still you know before races like give him like a kiss and I like look up to him and I'm like yo like you ready for this you yeah. know like you better be with me you know so like learning how to channel it into like a really positive thing like that um, and yeah. to be like with that person after they like are gone like I think is a special thing for sure and anybody out there like that's gone through anything like that like knows exactly what I'm talking about yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's very admirable that you you know at a kind of quickly seemed like you locked into that and started using it the right way. Um, but yeah, my, my my dad passed when I was eight, and I'm 37 now, and I just like recently figured out how to like channel that you know that emotion in the right direction. So, I, I mean, yeah, that's dope. Sure. That's dope that you. That was like my my uncle passed, and he was like my pops. You know, yeah. like he 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 like meant the world to me. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, dope. That's, yeah, that's dope though. Yeah, like I literally just ran a ten mile race the other day. It was like ninety something percent humidity, um, and I think mile four I was like, okay, uh, I need your help over here. <laughs> help yeah. me out, bro. <laughs> what are we doing out here, man? Um, For sure. But yeah, so I mean, and then just to talk about your roots, and I've heard you say in an interview um that you kind of forgot about your german roots for a bit a big chunk of your life right and yeah, i just want to know sure. what that process was like for you like reconnecting to that and then deciding to run for germany yeah so after i graduated college um i quit you know like i just was like yeah i was a good runner in college but yeah. like i can't compete with like professional runners like you kidding me yeah <laughs> right right and uh, I like went to Germany, I like went home, and like it was the first time where I got to like spend like a real extended period of time, you know what I mean? Like I went to Germany all the time growing up. Like this was the first time where I really got to like sit down when I was like an adult at like the dinner table with like my aunt, like my oma, my opa, my, you know, Tante Anna, like my uncles, aunts, everybody, you know? And like, 
just get to like talk to them and everything and they were like watching and you know like me growing up in the states and everything and there was this like very like surreal moment for me that I, that's like I'll never forget it was like um, I was at this like huge dinner you know uh, like like most European families it's like dinner is it you know like yeah. it's like a three hour event <laughs> you know <laughs> um, and you don't leave you know there's no phones like you're just talking and like I remember like I was like sitting at like the end of the table with my uncle who uh, my German uncle um, and he was like like when are you going to run for Germany mm. you know like when are you going to run for us and I was like, hey, like, it never even crossed my mind. Like, what right, do you mean, right. like, run yeah. for you guys? Like, I've been, I've been running for you guys. And, like, he was like, no, like, when are you going to, like, really, like, represent us? Like, we want you to, like, run for Germany now. Like, you spent your time in the U.S., like, running in high school and, like, the college, like, the U.S. system. And, like, it just, like, was something that just, like, struck me. And then I, like, looked over at, like, this high table. I'm like, everyone. Everyone's, <laughs> like, like, looking. I guess, like, waiting for this question from my uncle to ask or something, you know. Um, and then it was literally that moment was like a huge turning point of when I went from like um, starting to train again. Mm-hmm. I like started to like go on little like 20, 30 minute runs again mm-hmm. uh, after not running for like months. So that was a huge turning point for me. And then like later on, like telling my mom, like, like, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. go after this and I'm going to go after it, like running for Germany. And like, I'll just never forget like her, like just breaking down crying and like hugging and then like at my first German national championships like being there um, I remember just being on the starting line and like my whole family was there and like it was the first time any of them have ever seen me race in person um, and I remember just being on that starting line and I've never had a greater sense of purpose to be like I gotta wow. do this today you know like yeah. I gotta win this you know yeah. um, and I was able to pull it off and I was like my, my first national championship I'll say first because I got a few more coming uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Manifest. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do it, bro. Claim it. um, And uh, when you have a purpose, when you have like a deep, deep purpose, like when you get on a starting line and you have that sort of feeling of like I'm getting this done today, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for others, like whatever it may be, like that's what's going to get you across that line. Um, So, and that was my purpose. Like I needed to get that respark, and like those people, like my German roots and everyone, those were my respark to get back into the sport. So yeah. it was like a no-brainer for me to run for them and represent them. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, I I have like questions here. I mean, obviously, Tin Man is like a thing for you, <laughs> apparently. Um, but I kind of want to see. I, so you're into you're you're big into mindfulness, right? Um, when did that become a part of your life, and how? Because um, I'm. Yeah, I, yeah. I won't. I won't segue it anymore. How, when did mindfulness become a thing for you? Yeah, um, I think mindfulness. Hopefully, will find the people that need it most. And like, I like my head spins and uh, my like. Uh, it was hard for me to like channel my energies in the right places and things like that. And like, mindfulness is the you know like the art of being aware. Mm-hmm. Like mindfulness is like it's a misconception of like mindfulness is like a like is meditating you know like uh mindfulness like i'm mindful right now man like i'm mindful of the energy you're giving me like i'm mindful of you know like yeah. temperature outside like you know it's like being aware of like what people are saying how they're saying it how you feel i think that's a really important aspect of it but how i came about it was um through the through the big bros at district vision um and uh 
I had like admired their brand and like what they were about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I followed them for quite a bit and I was able to, I literally just started reaching out to them and I was like, Hey, like I'd love to meet. And they, I don't know why they gave me the time of day, but, um, I got to get like tea with them in New York and like, uh, they've just been mentoring me ever since. So Max or Tom, if you're watching this, much love. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause like, I know people, when the people hear mindfulness, they automatically think of like sitting on the floor, you know, meditating. I mean, that's, that's part of, that's, that can be part of it. And that helps you, that can help you be more mindful and more present in the moment. Um, but just, you know, slowing down long enough to like, for sure, be aware. Where I really became like addicted to it was when I realized like the advantage it gave me in running. Yeah. When all of a sudden in a race, when like I would start to like struggle or in a workout where I would start to like, yeah, fuck, like my hamstrings hurting or like, you know, like my rhythm's off, you know? And all of a sudden I could just like go back and just like reconnect with my breathing and just like be mindful and be like, you know, but there's so much else going on besides just my hamstring being tight, you know? And like when I was able to like channel that like that, it all changed for me. And I was like, and then I remember like in a few races, I was able to like really channel mindfulness and really be like just aware of everything, aware of like my competitors and like, I just had like a greater yeah. sense because I've been practicing it every single day the same way I practice running. Um, and I was like, man, like this is a competitive advantage right here. Yeah. You know, like I can spend all hours in the gym and, you know, run as many miles as the rest of the other guys. But like maybe not everyone's going to practice what's going on up here. Yeah. And a lot of the times what's going on up here is the thing that's going to hold you back the most when you need it the most. So, um, yeah, yeah I just became like addicted to that the same way. Like, I'm sure you like became addicted to running. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because like you, it's it's those moments when you, I mean, you're because um, there's you can be present in the moment, especially like in running, where you're you're very aware of all the thoughts. You know, like and you're just um, you're too aware. Actually, you're too aware of your feelings and the emotions and all that stuff, and you don't have a way or like uh, an avenue to back up a tad. You know, and just actually look at it and see what's actually happening. You know, like because in in like so with like everyday life you know you're at work and you're crazy going nuts and you're stressed and not, you don't know to pull back and just watch the moment and see it and watch the watch the feelings and the emotions kind of pass and i could i can definitely see how in running that that helps i mean because when you're going down that dark hole like you need to know you need to be able to pull back a little bit and say okay like what's actually happening like i've been here before yeah. yes check that box i felt this pain before we're good and then you keep going and you kind of yeah, especially catching, especially watching that breath for sure. Yeah, I think that the one word that I always say should always go hand in hand with mindfulness is embrace. Like if you are able to like embrace the things around you, what's going on, you're gonna it is gonna help you be mindful. So like as I'm trying to be mindful, I'm just trying to tell myself like just embrace it. You know, mm-hmm. like embrace that you feel good, embrace that you feel bad, embrace that stress that just arose you know, embrace anxiety, you know, like whatever it may be, like the more you're willing to like accept whatever it is and your surroundings that's going on, like externally and internally, like the better off. Um, yeah. You're probably going to end up being throughout that day. I got, I got a track workout after this. I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be using that. Go. I'll be using that for sure. And so is that like your, is that your mantra for the most part or do you have other ones that you kind of bounce around? Yeah, I mean, like, I think my mantra, my biggest mantra for, like, the longest time has been embrace the fight. Um, and I think embrace the fight just comes along kind of like what I just said about um, that really intense moment that you feel at the end of the race where, you know, like, the best runners in the world, they're the ones that are able to, like, embrace 
whatever it is the best because mm-hmm. they're the ones kicking at the end of the race and yeah. winning you know yeah um and the same way to like fight all like my inner demons and things like that like i need to learn how to like embrace that fight because like the things that i found in life that like led me to really dark places is like the more that i suppress and push it down and push it down um like eventually that's going to bubble up yeah probably at the worst time so yeah uh learning how to embrace the fight is something that i like you know where I should I should I should get like a. No, I'm, I'm like I'm saying I'm saying is the tat is the tat either either is a tattoo. Get my, get my central tat, you know. Right, there's a, yeah, there's a tattoo coming or like a new a new uh, ten man line that says embrace. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right, yeah. But so so like I mean for other for you know some of these people out here we're not as fast as you are and we're not like trying to get to you know nationals and and all that stuff, um, but we all have like we're all shooting for PRs. We're all trying to, you know, do all these things, you know what I'm saying? And whether it's break five hours, four hours, three, whatever. Um, how do you deal with, you know, with failure in that sense when you go out for like a four-hour marathon and you know you got it or something and it doesn't work or a 5K or whatever it is, you know? How do you embrace failure in that sense? Yeah, I was talking about this with someone actually the other day. Like, I only will ever consider something a failure unless I know that I didn't give everything I had. Like, if you, and failure only comes when you're not willing to dive back into it also, you know, Mm -hmm. where it's like, if you feel like you didn't give everything and you're going to give up because of that, that's when I categorize a failure. Mm -hmm. But if you come to peace with it, that's not a failure. So, uh, and if you're willing to go back and be like, all right, I didn't break you know, the sub three barrier in that marathon. You know what I mean? Like whatever it may be for whatever person, doesn't matter what level. Like if your goal was to make like the top seven in your cross country team this year, mm-hmm. like whatever it may be, um, that goal is like, it like you saying that goal is like a huge win in the first place because a lot of people will never set goals like that ever where something that's like out of their reach, you know? Yeah. And I think that's like the beauty within goals. So like failure within this sport, like, you sign up to run, like you better, you better be ready to fail. Right. Because like this sport, you're gonna fail 90% of the time before you get anything 10% back from it. And like the sooner, at whatever level that you figure that out, that you're gonna like fail way more. You're gonna lose way more than you win in this sport. Um, and it's that 10% that we're chasing, you know, mm-hmm. um, or whatever it may be. I just made those numbers up, but like, <laughs> yeah. um, it's just rethinking failure. Yeah. I think is like the way I would go about saying that. No, yeah, yeah I, li- I like that a lot. I mean, because, yeah, if you, if you, I mean, I've always been like, I, like, I am, sometimes I maybe, I may embrace it a little too much, you know, like where it's like, okay, I failed in, but then I'm, I'm yeah, right we're back. We're all our own worst enemies, right? Yeah, but then I'm right back to the drum, you know, the drum board too. So it's like, in, in that sense, it's like, do, you just learned. It was a lesson learned. You moved on. It's like a long ass class, you know. Um, and it's not over yet, so you de- you didn't fail yet. There's no there's no effort yeah, in the sure. I mean like this. I mean like this year, like I didn't qualify for the Olympics. You know, like I tore my muscle in the race that I should have qualified for the Olympics. You know, like like if I were to just be like, oh that like I failed. You know what I mean? And just flat out just said it like that. You know, like I probably would just live in that failure and not be able to Too like long, yeah. uh, move forward with like where I'm at right now. And like time heals all for sure. But, like, with that comes me recognizing, like, no, like, if I if that would have been my last race, yeah. you know, I might have to look back and call that a failure, you yeah, know? Right, right, right. But, like, that race is going to be, like, a defining moment for me to move forward and, like, 
be able to dig deeper and want it more like the next time around. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that failure turns into a whole nother thing. Like that failure turns into the moment that made me who I was. So. Right. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, but I know you got a couple other things. I know you're kind of running out of time here. Um, no, you're good. What? Um, so just listening to you talk, and I mean, you seem very intentional and mindful. Um, and, but we know you're wildly creative, right? Um, what? What? What inspires you creatively? Um, it, what, how, where do you get your create your creative your creative side from? Um, creativ- creativity can be taught. I think it's like a huge misconception with people that are like, oh, they're like not creative. Like, I think that's like bullshit because like, I feel like I was not creative, like, like whatever the definition of that word is, like until I was, you know, 23 in college, Mm -hmm. you know, like finishing up college and I was given the opportunity to be creative. Um, and I think that that came from people like empowering me to be creative yeah. people empower me to be like yo what do you think you know because right. like so much of my schooling growing up was like write this paper about this you know like uh, read this book and tell me what you thought you know like it was just all like set up with like a rubric for me to like follow and then all of a sudden um when i was at adidas interning there like people all of a sudden asked me like well what do you think we should do? And there was no script, you know? It was like, what do you mean? What what should we do about this shoe? You know what I mean? Or or about this colorway or like, you know, it's like there's nothing to go off of here. And I just have to think about like, I mean, a lot of the stuff that like where creativity comes from for me is like, um, I'm like super, super spontaneous. Like I could go weeks without thinking of anything like cool to make or (laughs) something to do, you know? And all of a sudden I could be in like the shower or like on a run or something and just I just allow myself to be creative and like just be open to it. And all of a sudden I'm like, yo, this would be sick if we did this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like uh, to answer your question directly though, where's my creativity come from? Like uh, I still yeah, I still guess I go back to just being like it comes from being empowered by others and by myself to have the self-confidence to be like yo i'm gonna make this thing and hope yeah. people think it's cool too you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they don't think it's cool like i thought it was so that's good enough good enough you know yeah so and um yeah yeah and on, and on there's the, a ton of designers and right right shit like that i could yeah, say yeah. but We'll leave it at that. All right. Yeah. What's uh, um, so? One of my friends, oh, Aaron, Aaron uh, Worldwide here, just said one a good friend of mine who I train with a lot. He said he asked, "What what was your favorite shoe growing up?" <laughs> um, like the yeah, shoe. Ran, oh man, um, my favorite shoe growing up. Um, Oh, man, I'm gonna get in trouble if I say a Nike shoe. Uh, man, I remember, I remember, I remember when like the Lunars came out, like the Lunar, like that Lunar line came out, like yeah. this neon green yeah. midsoles, like those went crazy, and like that was like, I think one of the first shoes I ever asked for for Christmas, and I wore like I wore those to death. Um, uh, That's funny. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't signed back then. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Yeah, you, you didn't know that this is all going to happen. No, I've been wearing Stan Smith since day one. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you was going to come with Stan Smith. That would have been dope. If you were like, oh, yeah, Stan Smith all, all day. Um, yeah, so, and, and when it comes to, like, the, you know, the 10-man thing, so what, 
like, how, is there a lot of pressure, do you feel like, at this point, you know, for you? Because, like, I, I'm th- when I was trying to figure these questions for you, I'm like, okay, so you trying to... You're trying to qualify for this and that. You're trying to be the best runner you can possibly be. And then you still have to, your creative director for this movement, you know, um, that just is taking over. And it just seems like everywhere, every turn you make, it's pretty much the right turn. I mean, you had some rough stuff lately kind of moving around a little bit. But, you know, people are still rocking with you guys and it's still going crazy. And we're, we're all ready to see what you guys do. Um, how, how are you balancing all that? And then is there a lot of pressure? from you being up you <laughs> yeah, know i got i got great i mean it's what anyone would say like i have great fucking people around me that do ride with me that they're like uh that like uh just let me run with crazy shit you know like shout out max like uh my brand manager like i'll just come at him with stuff like be like yo let's do this event like let's do this stuff and he's like what are you talking about you know yeah. what i mean like how the hell are we gonna pull this off you know yeah. um like there's a ton of people that have been able to like uh, empower me to do stuff but like yo I'm still trying to figure it out like that's a huge question for me that I need to ask myself too where I'm like am I spending too much time on like the creative side and like the brand building side and like I have such a passion for like making you know products that someone's going to wear and put on and they're going to be like empowered by it that they're going to like put that on and be like alright like I'm getting out the door today you know like that will always be my drive to like make, make product and like whenever that stops whenever I feel like I'm making stuff just to make stuff and like no one is like buying this so that they are like yo I'm a part of this right. you know what I mean and like I'm a part of this I'm gonna go out I'm gonna rep it you know yeah. like whenever that ends like I'm done too yeah. you know um, so that's like my drive to be doing this but um, yeah like with the Tim Man stuff like I'm still trying to figure out how to manage it and like I'm definitely uh, giving up a lot of the reins to be quite honest with like uh, figuring out stuff for the future right. in order to focus on like the world championships and like focus on my running because I do feel like over COVID and during like this injury time period I have been able to spend so much time like thinking and like rethinking like uh, the, like the future of our brand and right. where we go and everything like that um, that I've been able to like I gotta focus on like job number one and that's like uh running qualify for teams i guess i should say it's just to be the best version of myself i'm like i'm going crazy just thinking about it you know (laughs) yeah no i (laughs) mean i love making products so it's like why am i why would i deny just stop that you know just because someone's telling me to do something different but right i mean (laughs) but i mean yeah like that's i kind of wondered like because i mean i know you yeah job number one I mean, because I mean, you have you have things running wise that you want to do, um, but then also you it, it's it's dope that you have such a an insane outlet for your creativity and the other side. You know, I mean, because you can be the for best sure. version you can be the best version of yourself and do three things. You know what I'm saying? For sure. As long as you're locked in every time you're. And now I have a girlfriend too, so like the whole pack of. Oh man! Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> job number one is soon to be not go. running, dude. You. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like I, I appreciate you being here. I know you got to get going so you can get in the pool. Uh, are you doing pool or are you like are open water swimming? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna head to the pool. And okay. I'm just gonna. Uh, I'll probably go like I don't know, 40 minutes, hour if I'm feeling great. I like uh, always try to get in the pool as much as possible. Like that is free fitness. That's what I like to call it whenever I go to the pool because I'm not like not yeah, any yeah. stress on my body, you know, and I'm able to just like get the heart rate up for free. So like, and like water in general is just like the best 
uh, like compression on your legs that you could possibly give, you know, like mm-hmm. it's better than any of those Normatec boots out there. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Um, and it's good for your soul, man. Water is, uh, water is rejuvenating. So. All right. Well, yeah. If you guys are watching this, please take notes. Go to the near, <laughs> go to the nearest pool right now. Yeah, or um, lake or wherever. Man. Lake something. Water. Do something, there's, right? There's, there's, there's beauty within water. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I would definitely believe and feel that. Um, so I, I want to say thanks, number one, for you know being on the show, spending some time with me here. Um, good luck to everything that you have coming up and doing. Obviously, Tim Man is doing great, and we appreciate all the things that you you know you guys put out there, the visuals, the gear, all that, the shoes. <laughs> now you got you know you guys got versions out here. Um, so wait to twenty twenty two, dude. We just getting started. <laughs> all right, well, yeah, I, I'll I'll send you all my sizes after the episode. Okay. There you go. Um, there you go. We'll so, get you. We'll, we'll get you on the seating list. All right. Right. So I'm gonna. You 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 guys are gonna help me out with some with some gear to give out right to someone on this on the show or, or not. They don't have to be watching, but we're gonna have some numbers here. Um, I need you. It. I need you to pick a number between one and eighty five. Right. And Shoosh. don't, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what not to do, but there's some people on this list that really, really rock with you. So there's no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. 1 through 85, uh, you pick a number, and uh, we pick a winner. 11. 11, okay. 11, and I'll tell you why 11 real quick. All right, 11, go ahead. because everyone else does 10 reps. You got to do 11. Oh, 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 dude, this guy's deep. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so um, SMCP0601. <laughs> Is the is, is their Instagram name? <laughs> so yeah, so I hope, you up. yeah. Hopefully that's not a bot. We'll send, <laughs> yeah. you, we'll send you out a care package. Okay, cool. If cool. not, we'll do twelve then. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, if the, <laughs> if this if this is if SMCP zero six zero one is a bot, twelve is the winner. But thanks so much, bro, for for the time. Thank you for everything that you guys do. Keep rocking, keep crushing it, um, Cheers, and bro. appreciate you, brother. Cheers, man. Appreciate what you're doing, man. Like. The sport needs more people like you, so much love and appreciate it. Hope we catch a mile sometime soon. For sure, for sure. I'll get on a flight in a minute. Thank you so much, Sam. Thanks for listening to this episode, everybody. Um, reach out to Sam. He's uh, on Instagram as par, P-A-R underscore Sam, S-A-M underscore S-O-N-S. Sam Parsons is the man. I uh, really appreciated the time, and I really appreciated uh, some of the background on his journey and all that stuff where... Um, you could tell I got kind of excited about the mindfulness stuff. So um, that's my bag. I love it a lot, and hopefully you did as well. Um, mindfulness has helped me in my running journey. And when you're out there um, struggling through a marathon, being able to attach to um, yourself in, in, in that type of way and uh, from a mindfulness aspect, it's, it's really great and powerful out there. So check it out. Follow Tim Manalit, obviously. Follow Sam Parsons. Follow me. Follow the show. Subscribe. Love you guys. Run, eat, sleep, and repeat.